When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply everyone and welcome to the clns media network's patriots post game show the patriots just literally got smacked in the mouth by the jacksonville jaguars and they lost in jacksonville 31 to 20. marv i don't know if shock is the word i want to use i don't know if surprise is the word i want to use but straight up I did not see this game unfolding like it did at all, period. Especially if you watched the last show, you know, I I was convinced that the Patriots were, were going to come out and make a statement, and it was the complete opposite. When I tell you the Pats got smacked in the mouth by the Jacksonville Jaguars, they got a straight right hook to the face and never recovered. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if shocked or surprised is the right term. We knew going into this game, you know, Jaguars, this is a real team. This is a real defense. This is a real squad right here. So I can't say I'm shocked. I know last week we spoke about we both had New England winning. We both had New England winning by a good amount, seven or plus um, points. And like you said, Mike, they got hit with a right hook and never recovered at all. And from the jump, you know, Patriots started off, got the ball down the field. And they couldn't they couldn't convert with the kick miss field goal with um Gaskowski. And from there, Blake Bortles marched down the field all throughout the game. 29 for 45, 377 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. That interception wasn't even his fault. Bortles, I can't believe I'm saying this, man, but Bortles played amazing. He looked he looked great. He looked great out there one of the best games of his career and the fact that you know the patriots in a sense just let him have his way it's one thing to go out there and you know guys are making good plays and whatnot blake bortles had his way kudos to blake bortles and that offensive line the offensive line bortles did, did he get touched whatever jersey he wore in tonight's game just bring it to the next week's game because it's, it's squeaky, clean squeaky it's clean, clean. that you know you saw how the Patriots played so well last week, putting, you know, pressure on Watson, putting a lot of pressure on Watson, you know, breaking through and getting to him while he's in the pocket. And Watson's a mobile quarterback. He's a guy yep. that's able to make moves uh, and, and break out for a couple yards with his legs. Blake Bortles can do that, but he's no Deshaun Watson. You know, you don't expect him too but much. His stats, his stats are up. They've, they've showed that his stats are up there when it comes to mobile quarterbacks. It's he's possible. The yeah, he's, he's, he can make it possible and he can do it. But the fact that the Patriots not even once could break through, not it's even one bad. sack, not in, if you watch the game from start to finish, the pressure on on Bortles is pretty non-existent. You know, again, like Marvin and I just said, his jersey is squeaky clean because it seemed like the Patriots never put a hurting on him at all. I don't think he even hit the ground once um, from, from what it seemed like. And it's just shocking to me that, you know, the – it just completely flipped from what you saw in week one to what you saw, 
you know, week two. Obviously, I would say the Jacksonville Jaguars are more elite team than the Texans. I would say that confidently. But I did not expect a Blake Bortles to come out and play like a 400-yard passing, right, four right, touchdowns, right, right. something that he's quite possibly never done in his whole career since he's been in the NFL. It's like, shocking. When you, If you told me at the end of the game, Patriots will only score 20 points, I believe you. I believe you, but I believe that okay, Jaguars we're gonna we're going to have thirteen points maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean I think my prediction last week was 21, 21 to fourteen Patriots something like that. Patriots scored their twenty, but they were not able to stop Jacksonville at all, and that that's concerning. You know, you go off of week one at first, week one everything's nice. Floor you you like what you're seeing from Flores and everything. The defense is getting after the quarterback. Right away. Now you're looking at things and you couldn't touch you couldn't touch um you couldn't touch Blake Bortles at all. And another killer was the running backs. I believe um someone mentioned the running backs here. I want to give a shout out to um D Murph. He said that the running backs killed us the whole game. Yeldon, we knew he was gonna be the starter with no Fournette, 10 carries, 58 yards. Um Corey Grant. Four carries, 13 yards, but they did most of his work with the receiving. Six receptions for 56 yards. You know, he got seven targets in the game. Yeldon had um, two receptions in the game, too. Those quick running backs, Patriots have struggled with that since I can remember. And it showed again. You know, when you got – you think maybe with Hightower back in there, you know, you have – um, what's his name, Bentley in there as well, those linebackers with the Van Noy, but they, they're just too fast for those guys, and they killed us once again moving moving this chain. Yeah, again, it seemed like everything was just clicking for them offensively. You had wide receivers for Jacksonville Jaguars, guys who are not big name, you know, all pro type of players making incredible old Odell Beckham type of catches Steven on the Patriots. Cole, what that catch was ridiculous you know that's, that's the type of day they were top having. 10 on sports center for sure and then you had a guy like Moncrief who you know had his way in a sense against Stephon Gilmore Gilmore in my opinion did not have a good game I feel like uh Moncrief cooked him for the majority of the game and he was able to make plays you know that first touchdown that Moncrief had it was, right. it, it was bad. It was bad. And this is your – With that first touchdown, Gilmore was there. He was – it's not like Gilmore was getting beat. Though we got to give credit. And Moncrief made some – they made some great catches. The, great the catches. Corners, the corners were there. It's just the offense was better. Uh, the corners weren't fully there. There was too with, many with catches the, that happened. With, um, okay, specifically with the Moncrief then. Okay, okay. With the touchdown you're speaking of. All right, yeah. But – in in general, for the majority of the game, I would say too many times, you know, if the Patriots had a plan of just playing a lot of zone, if that's what their game plan was. Yeah, I mean, the crossing routes killed them. The crossing routes, it just seemed as if a lot of the times these guys, Cole, Westbrook, Moncrief, uh, wide open with a lot of these catches they were getting with, you know, no kind of real coverage on them. And, again, as Bad as a quarterback that a lot of people may feel Blake Bortle is, he's still a quarterback in the NFL. And if you give a quarterback time in the pocket, they will find, you know, receivers down the field. Doesn't matter if you're Blake Bortles, doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, doesn't matter. You get time in the pocket and your guys can get open, 
you're in the NFL for a reason. You should be able to make that pass, and that's exactly what Blake Bortles did. And you know, if you're gonna, if we're gonna talk, talk about cornerbacks, a cornerback we do need to speak of is Eric Rowe. Whew. Eric Rowe. Got know, forget, for him coming up later. forget, forget, forget Gilmore. There was a point where Blake Bortles didn't care who the receiver was, as long as they were lined up against Eric Rowe, he was going oh, to he was target looking for him. Yep, and he did every time. And a la Super Bowl a little bit. You know, remember when Nick Foles did the same thing? That's Eric Rowe, bet, <laughs> throwing it to him every single time. And Eric Rowe, he's a big dude. You know, you would like to see him on bigger receivers. He's he's slow. He can't move his hips. Like, he's just not a great corner. And right now he's your number two. And that's a, it's, start, it's starting to become a problem. When you have Blake Bortles throwing for 377 yards, there has some, something needs to be done. Yeah, and it's tough because, you know, after Gilmore, there is nobody really that the Patriots can turn to and say, okay, here's our number two guy that's going to be solid. Rowe has showed glimpses sometimes of solid play, but obviously I think the level of play from Gilmore and after that it drops off because then you go to guys like who? Jonathan Jones, Rowe, Jason McCourty. Uh, We already know that they're there with Jason McCourty. Um, the Patriots secondary, and then again on top of that, you lost Chung. That was a big loss, losing him to a concussion early in the game. Because McCordy was getting cooked by the time. McCordy got a little crossed up and, and whatnot. You know, it was a bad game all around defensively, and obviously, you know, Flores is kind of taking over as a defensive coordinator. Um, he's putting a lot of work in with the defensive guys and whatnot. This was a bad game to chalk up on his resume. You know, obviously, there's a lot more football games to come in his future. But tonight's is a game that you could really take into the film room and dissect because there was a lot that went went wrong. And I honestly feel like, you know, obviously it's a collective loss. It's not only on the players, but you got to put some on the coaches too. But at the same time, the players are the one out there, you know, trying to execute the game plan in a sense on the field. Uh, So I feel like it's a game like today that the coaches, Belichick, Flores, uh, McDaniels, they'll really, you know, get at the players for uh, a tough and pretty lackluster performance. I think early in the game you saw uh, McDaniels really, you know, had a huddle around him with a lot of the offensive players, and he was really laying into them about, you know, just what they were doing. I wouldn't say the Patriots' offense was completely bad. Obviously, you expect more guys like Rob Gronkowski was a non-factor. But Hogan. Hogan, you know, I just it just again, like I said in the beginning, the pitchers got smacked in the mouth and they were never fully able to recover, I think, offensively and defensively. I mean, the here's a key stat, Mike, I believe, of the whole game, third down efficiency. Let's break it down. Patriots were four for twelve with third downs. Jaguars were ten for fourteen. Yeah, you're not gonna win a football game at all. Ten of fourteen. Ten for fourteen <laughs> if you it Bortles on third down, he was either running for the first, or he was he was dumping it to a, a Corey Grant and, and getting those first downs. Patriots, on the other hand, the play calling was horrible. I I I have to put either Josh McDaniels, the I don't know who to blame, but the third down offensively was bad, and the first down plays it seemed like we reverted to last year. I don't I don't know if you remember Mike. Last year, I feel like Josh McDaniels. When the run is not working on first down, 
he likes to continue to do that. And it, it puts a hamper on you on the second down to convert. So then when it's third down, you're you're in third and eight, third and ten position, where it's hard to complete those third downs. And that's what happened. That's what happened this this week against the Jaguars, against a tough defense. Four for twelve is not gonna cut it. Four for twelve, that means you're not targeting Gronk whatsoever. Gronk, you know, all eyes were on him, you know, with the whole Jalen Ramsey calling him out saying he's not good, what and whatnot. Gronk didn't have a great game. Brady didn't target him much, only four times. Two two receptions for 15 yards. This is one of Gronk's most lackluster games I could ever I can remember. You know, he they they really double teamed him and Brady didn't have to look his way at all. So is it fair to say that Gronk just had a bad game or was the you know the fair Jacksonville Jaguars defense was it them that shut him down? Which one would you kind of say? They Jaguars shut them down. Okay. One Jaguars shut them down, and two, Brady wasn't Brady wasn't looking that way. Brady wasn't trying to risk nothing that way. And you know, this was the team that concussed Gronk last time, mm-hmm. so maybe he wasn't trying to risk anything. But I think with the offense, when you were saying the offense didn't play bad, no, they didn't play bad per se, but they played scary. They played very conservative. They played. They feared the defense a little bit too much on third downs where they they should they should throw the ball to get that first. They would run it instead to be conservative. I think they were they showed too much respect to that Jaguars defense where we've seen Brady dissect the best defenses in the league for years very and true. years and years. I didn't see that mentality going into this offense. So maybe they didn't play bad, but they didn't play smart. Yeah, I mean, I completely understand that. You know, as much as we're sitting here kind of bashing the Patriots and, you know, getting at them for what went wrong, what looks, you know, terribly off for them. I do want to mention, though, that, again, in the second game in a row, it seemed as if Dorsett is possibly Brady's favorite target. You know, if you look at wide receiver, I mean, yeah, wide receiver wise. I mean, obviously, if you look at the target breakdown today, James White. The running back led the way with targets, eight targets, seven receptions. Great game from him. Uh, But after that, it was Dorsett who stepped up as the next guy, seven targets, five receptions. Uh, Brady seems to really like what Dorsett brings to the table. It seems as if Brady has really, you know, put a lot of trust in in Dorsett and his abilities on the football field. And it's showing off in the stats. Again, last week he played well. Uh, He seemed as if the number one option in terms of wide receivers. Right. and, and the same thing happened in today's game. And another guy who obviously he had a decent game stats-wise, Chris Hogan, three receptions, 42 yards, two touchdowns. But I think coming into the season, if you had to say who would be getting a lot of the, the looks, who would be getting a lot of the targets from Brady, you would think it's Chris Hogan, the guy who's been there for the longest yeah. with Edelman out um, in terms of wide receivers. But it's really Dorsett that's, you know, taking the next step over Hogan, and Hogan's kind of – Obviously, the stats say differently in this game, but Hogan's somewhat he's, t- he's, take, he's taking the backseat. I mean, Hogan had the same amount of targets Cordero Patterson this game, so that says a lot. <laughs> that's 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 saying that's saying a little something. Like I was saying before, Hogan's not a guy who's going to cause a lot of separation. He just it doesn't happen in the end zone with with his first touchdown. You know, the focus was on Gronkowski. Hogan was able to get open, freed himself from Ramsey, and that was a great touchdown score. But I think this is what we're going to expect from Hogan until Edelman gets back. You know, three, five targets, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But I don't see him getting 
the eight, nine targets that we expected going into the season. James White is Brady's number one guy right now. White, it goes White, Gronk, Dorset. Those two, then Dorsett, and so forth. I liked seeing Hollister be put in this in the system as well. Another weapon for um Brady to use. He he targeted him three times. He got his three receptions for 35 yards. You know, you're gonna need a little bit from everybody. Cordero Patterson, this wasn't his best game. A key critical moment in the, um, I believe it was the fourth quarter, it could have been the third, where they threw the screen pass to Cordero Patterson behind the line of scrimmage and he stumbled and fell, you know, trying to do a little bit Should've too much. Put some of that cartoon, you know, when the, when the feet start sliding on him, <laughs> yeah. put some of that on, on him and I yeah, highlight them. It just, you know, he, so he didn't, he didn't pull through it in a game like this. You need Cordero Patterson to be come out big. You need those 10, 15 yards that he provides. And that that didn't happen. Sony Michelle, first game back, didn't look bad at all. No, you know? not at all. And he he looks like he's gonna be the one to really run the ball. Maybe be that like Garrett Blunt type. He's not a physical guy, but he looks like he's gonna be the first down back. First down, second down, back. Sprinkle was sprinkling Burkhead. Change of pace, you know, because Burkhead was that, but Burkhead was never brought to be that guy. I don't believe. Yeah, I just I think agree we, with that. it was just he's just the best runner out of James White, so we're gonna have him do the carries. Now you have Sony Michelle. This is a guy who you know who can do that. He's a little bit like Deion Lewis, who can run and catch off the backfield. And you saw a little bit against the Jaguars defense what he can do. So. I'm excited for Sony Michelle. I'm glad you know we kept him healthy, but there's a there's work to be done on both Absolutely. sides of the field. Absolutely. Two points I want to bring up just by looking at some of the comments. Uh, someone said I forgot who it was. They can't wait till Edelman gets back, and I think you know that's everyone in Pass Nation can agree agree with that. Can't wait for Edelman to get back. But does it seem like? the Patriots are necessarily missing Edelman at this point in time, or, you know, are they just chugging along and fine? I mean, obviously Edelman's a huge impact right. player, Brady's favorite target on the team, but does it, it seem like they're really missing his presence on the field? Definitely. When you, when you go four for 12 on, <laughs> in thir on third downs, you, that's where you miss Edelman the most on the, on the third down where Brady knows, boom, we need we need seven yards. Edelman's gonna get you those seven yards. Mm -hmm. uh, you know he's gonna move the chains right there. You see a couple times with with James White, maybe he's just a yard short and stuff. When you have Edelman, he's gonna get you to that first first down. But I'm not gonna say we lost this game because Edelman oh, yeah. wasn't here. I agree with that. The defense was a huge a huge problem. When <laughs> Blake Bortles threw for 377 yards and four touchdowns, mm -hmm. there's nothing Edelman could do about that That's at true. all. Edelman's not like Troy Brown back in the day playing wide receiver and cornerback right. sometimes. It's not happening. And then another point I want to bring up, obviously you touched on this a little bit. Hollister was out there, three receptions, uh, 35 yards. What the hell has happened to Dwayne Allen? Has Hollister just completely – Is he on the team? Right? <laughs> Hold on. What the hell? Marv is really typing in right now to find out if Dwayne Allen's on. Because in all honesty, that guy has been MIA. I swear, honestly, no, he's on the team. I saw a video clip walking back into the locker room. <laughs> he was standing next to Kraft, shaking players' hands like, good job, good effort. Dwayne Allen, is, he's your insurance. 
He's your security blanket. But he, he, I thought he was supposed to be that guy next to Dwayne. I mean, next to Rob Gronkowski. You know, maybe run the two tight end sets. Now it seems like they're putting Hollister into that role and coming off a game like today. Hol Hol they liked Hollister this year. They they really implemented Hollister in a lot of packages. And Hollister's catching the ball. Hollister's one of those players. Every time he he gets the ball, he gets whacked. I don't know how he puts himself in those positions, but he gets whacked. But he gets up. He holds on to the ball. And Dwayne Allen didn't have the greatest of first years. You know, they tried throw it to him early last year. We realized that wasn't going to work out. Then they, you know, used him. Oh, he's just going to be our blocking tight end. He was okay at that. So he's your insurance security blanket. You'll see him in games where you know running is going to be really implicated. Here. One thing I do want to touch on, Mike, is something that everyone's been saying here for a while in the in the chat is Trey Flowers. Mm -hmm. Trey Flowers not missed being – we missed him big time, went out with a concussion with um, Patrick Chung. And Trey Flowers, this that's your best pass rusher right there. Yes, you know? he is. He's your, he's, your, he's your guy right And When you see Blake Bortles running around all over the place, he was definitely missed. Yeah, absolutely. Trey Flowers, like you said, is probably the best pass rusher on the team. And having him out there, you know, a lot of eyes, you know, shift to him, especially on the offensive line of, you know, where's Trey Flowers at? Let's make sure, we're, you know, we're blocking him, which sometimes allows other guys like possibly Claiborne or or Bentley to maybe break free and get to Blake Borders. But you take Trey Flowers out the picture, you know, now he's not really anybody that's going to really put strike fear into your eyes in terms of pass rushing for the Patriots. Obviously, you hope that, you know, Claiborne continues to step up, Bentley continues to step up. Another game where Hightower – his name wasn't – I mean, he was out there. I think the whole defense collectively takes fault in this performance. But a guy who's been probably the face of the defense the last couple of years has been Hightower. And, you know, he finished the game, four tackles. Uh, but if you watch the game, it didn't really seem like he hasn't had a major impact. You think of guys across the league, big-time defensive players like Avon Miller, uh, Khalil Mack, Oh, Hightower's not – I'm not saying Hightower's right, on that level, right. but in terms of the Patriots, he's probably, you know, the best defensive player in the sense that they have when he's fully healthy and he hasn't really had a ma major impact, I would say, so far this season. Hightower, he's a guy that's always in the right place at the right time, right? In a game, in a game like this, you needed that Hightower play where – and it seemed like the Patriots, you know – Throughout the game, it seemed like the Patriots were going to come back eventually. You got the turnovers. You saw the fumbles and everything. Mm -hmm. And usually it's Hightower who makes who makes those plays. And during a comeback, exactly. during a comeback, Hightower will have that, you know, the key, the key strip fumble or a safety or something like that. And that's where Hightower makes his name for this defense. He's one of those clutch defenders. And, you know, he's there. He's solid. The team high tackles with six. He had four. He's he's in the mix of everything. We just haven't had that signature high tower play. He got um he got beat a he did get beat a couple of times by those running backs by Grant, and so he's still working his way back into the system. I'm not worried about high tower yet. He's not a player that I'm looking at right now. And saying, oh man, high tower's not looking good. He's yeah. He's he's been solid so far. Obviously. You know, I think as the season goes on, Hightower will be there. The main thing with Hightower, I think everybody wants to see happen is him stay healthy and stay on the field as much as possible. 
But like you said, I feel like his signature moments will come along in the season. Comments are flowing right now. Definitely. Another comment that just came in from Dreamville for Life. He says, what about Corey Coleman? Where is he? And in all honesty, as much as a lot of people probably excited at the fact that Patriots scooped up Corey Coleman, who, you know, has shown that maybe within the right system with the right coach, and he has a lot of promise. You know, this guy, very athletic, um, and I think, working with Belichick, working with Brady, working with McDaniels, you could probably get something out of him similar to what they're getting out of Cordell Patterson right now. But it doesn't surprise me that, you know, he didn't probably play, soon, didn't suit up soon. in this game tonight. Like you just said, too soon for him to be out there. Obviously, I think another full week of practice, you know, with the team, they signed him for a reason. So he'll get his time eventually. They signed because we got nobody. <laughs> that is also true as well. But then again, <laughs> last year they signed Kenny Britt, and we barely saw him play throughout the year. So, you know, Patriots are weird when they when it comes to their wide receiver mm -hmm. signings. And when when we'll see Corey Coleman, who knows? You def, definitely, if there's another in, injury in the offense, in yeah. the offense, boom, he, he gets implemented right away. But we also heard many things about how complicated this Patriots offense is. They they signed in um that running back for punt returns. He didn't play either. Oh yeah, true. Barner. So this working those guys in is gonna be a while. This is not the final roster that we're seeing right now. Patriots mm -hmm. are still building up. A name that got brought up is um Josh Gordon. Clifton says something about Josh Gordon that I want to find a lot of comments here. Uh, ah, Josh Gordon. So I don't care mm. if you give up a first or second round pick for Gordon. The Pats don't have a wide receiver. And when Emily comes back, he's he's he'll not be a deep threat. You'll never ever give up a first round, second round, <laughs> third round, fourth round, or fifth round for Josh Gordon because he's just too much of a risk. Yeah. He's way too much of a risk to give up your top five rounds. It's just impossible. You can't do it. Six, seven round, now now you in the ball game. That's what teams are going to start pitching for Gordon. He's too much of a risk, too much of a liability to give him all this money. You don't know what's going to happen with him. Yes, he's an incredible talent. One of the best I've ever seen. I still remember the game, I believe it was like 2013, when he killed Tlaib when back in the day when Tlaib was on our team. And I'm like, wow, this guy is something special. But come on now. We've seen how many chances the Cleveland Cleveland Browns get. When, they the, had Bra enough. when the Browns have to cut you now. Yeah. It's it's starting to get serious. He he, the hamstring injury wasn't even something that happened in play nope. during the photo shoot. They say he didn't look himself. Patriots have enough things going on right now. Yeah. That, it's just it's tough to see Josh Gordon in the Patriots uniform at the moment. It's especially at a, a high cost. It would have to be something very small, seventh round maybe. Throw him out there with a, a package, something small to bring him in. If Belichick even wants to go that route, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know. True. And I mean, another name that's being thrown up a lot right now is Des Bryant. And, you know, <laughs> I'm a guy who, similar to a lot of you, it's very confusing to me as to why, you know, you've seen it over the years. Adrian Peterson had a visit with the Patriots uh, last offseason, I believe. Right. Just a visit. And it's shocking to me that the Patriots won't even extend a visit to the guy. No one said you have to sign him. You're not making any kind of commitment or agreement. But to let the guy come in for a workout similar to uh, similar to what you did with Adrian Peterson last year, the fact that the Patriots haven't even extended that opportunity to him, he's not – Des Bryant's not, you know, over the hill. He's not 
you know, past his prime. I don't think I still think he has enough yeah. left in the tank to be a piece of the offense. He's not he definitely the, could be a piece. Not the face of the offense, similar to what he was doing with uh Dallas over the years, but obviously. Like he even said in the tweet, line him up next to Gronk, Edelman, Hogan, those guys. He can, he can, he'd be beneficial. He'd benefit. I I just don't see him coming here. It's, I mean, whether he comes here or not, I just don't understand why the Patriots haven't even taken a courtesy look at the guy. That's just, that's just me in my opinion. It's confusing to me. I mean, maybe. Sometimes there's too much off the field stuff, and he talks too much. I don't think it's off the field with him. It's. Patriots obviously don't think he'd he'd fit with the system. They had all he Des was cut what in April, May, oh, early, early. early, early. <laughs> they had all off season to to bring him in to look at him. They seen that he rejected offers from Baltimore. He rejected the offers from Cleveland. They could have brought him in one day. And sometimes Patriots bring in players and we don't even know about it until the next day. They're like, oh yeah, they they tried him out last week and now they're signing him. You know. They just they I don't think they have any interest in Des Bryant whatsoever. They just it's something they thought they talked about. So Des Bryant's not gonna be a player that we want here. I don't know. I don't think it's off the field. I just think it's on the field. They don't think he's a fit for this team. It Which is, is it doesn't make too much sense. With, he does have skill set. He's a guy you can throw it up there and see if he can go get it. Does he have the speed anymore? No. Can he cause a separation like he used to? No. But he's still a big body. Yeah, true. I mean, getting back to this game, though, obviously it was a bad performance all around, I'd say, for the Patriots, um, especially in a game where it really was the battle of the top two teams in the AFC. Uh, Patriots-Jaguars, a rematch of the AFC Championship game. And I think right now how it's only week two, still very early, but how it's looking right now is the Patriots is probably – third or fourth best team in the AFC. You know, you got to look at Jaguars. You got to look at Kansas City. Uh, This was a big matchup. I think this game, I think it's obvious, this game meant a lot more to the Jaguars than it did the Patriots. They're playing at home. They know they lost to this team in the Super Bowl, and then they know a win against the Patriots, something that they, I think they said they've never Never, beaten the Patriots before. Um, Just those three factors right there, I think that, the Jaguars were playing with a lot of emotion just within trying to get a huge win today to really make a statement. It was going to be a statement game for either team. It was going to be a statement game for the Patriots, you know, showing that they're still the top of the cream of the crop in the AFC. It was going to be a statement game for the Jaguars in saying, look, we're we're trying to be the new sheriffs in town and really and really run things here in the AFC and you know get over the hump of the Patriots and make it to the Super Bowl hopefully this season. And you know, do you want to hold a lot of stock into a week two matchup? Not really, but at the same time, similar to Romo said, maybe this plays a part later on in the season if home field advantage gets you know thrown up in there. This game plays a huge role into these two teams later on. I was one to believe that Jaguars were not going to have a great season compared to last. I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought that the defense was great, but the offense was not going to be as explosive losing guys like Marquise Lee. Fournette always being hurt. You lost, you lost Hearns. You lost (laughs) Allen Robinson. You lost some guys on that, but you know, once again, we don't even know how great Patriots defense is, but 
they put it down on you guys. They really mm -hmm. 30, 31 points. Westbrook looks good. Um, who else look? Keenan Cole looks really good. Boy, Grant Grant looked good. Fournette's gonna come back. Jaguars are for real. The Jag defense is still the, solid. The defense is great. This this is gonna be a good team for a while now. So you know, this could be an implication game where who gets the top seed. And now you you have Kansas City that's looking really good right now with Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is a bad man. And you know Steelers, they're down and out right now, but you know they're gonna come back and you they're gonna put a string of wins together as well. So the AFC's the AFC's gonna be tough. Jets and Jets and Dolphins, they fighting, they fighting in the East as well, man. They 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 out here fight. So Patriots can't take these games for granted. And speaking of taking these games for granted, next week. Let's start looking looking to next week. You got the Detroit Lions 0-2. They're coming off two losses now. And you, you know you're coming off a loss. You're going home to so you see your guy, your buddy, Matt Patricia. What are you expecting out of this game? I'll be damned <laughs> if the Patriots lose to Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions. You know, again, this is a guy, Matt Patricia, who is you know a branch off the Belichick tree, whatever the case may be. But week one, Detroit, Detroit Lions sucked. They sucked. They sucked offensively. Oh, that was one, one, of the worst, one of the worst losses. Offensively, Detroit sucked. Bad. Week two, uh, they lost. They lost a close game, you know. They actually had a chance, and they lost. Um, So now you're getting a chance to face Matt Patricia, and it's the student versus the teacher. Teacher versus the student. And, and we I, know how that goes. And I feel like. Patricia's going to come here and get smacked around by the teacher. There's no way Belichick is going to come in here. And my, Belichick is defensive is defensive-minded coach, supposedly. You know, <laughs> why do I just say supposedly, Mike? He's a defensive. Defensive-minded defensive coach. coach. So obviously, don't, do, don't don't be disrespectful. <laughs> obviously, all the knowledge that he's had defensively, he's passed on to Patricia over the years. All the years they worked together. So you're going to tell me you passed along all this knowledge to Patricia. Now he's going on defensive-minded coach. For the Detroit uh, Lions head coach, he's not going to come. The game's at Gillette, right? No, no, it's at Gillette. Oh, we, the Patriots going to go to Detroit, step into their home field, and Belichick is going to lay the smack down on Matt Patricia. And I was confident last week. But you were confident I was about very that. confident last week about how I felt the Patriots going to put the beat down on the Jaguars. I'll be a man and say <laughs> I was wrong. I was completely wrong. You know, it didn't paying out the way I assumed it was going to happen. I'm telling y'all, Patriots not losing to Detroit. They're not losing to Matt Patricia. Okay. And so not even just Detroit. Matt Patricia sucks. All right. They're let not me, losing to Detroit. Let me, so let's just play devil's advocate. Stafford or Bortles? Let's answer, pick one. Stafford. Marvin Jones, Kenny Cole. Marvin Jones. Golden Tate. Day Day Westbrook. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go to Tate. Those are just a couple offensive weapons that I'm saying for Detroit that are way better, right? You mm -hmm. say, or, or we'll just say this better, better than the Jaguars' offensive weapons. Am, am I right to say that? You are. You are. His so don't you think they can they can cause Kenny Galloway or whoever Jaguars' third receiver is? That's him, Galloway, yeah. <laughs> so Detroit has, you know, coming off two wins. I mean, coming off two losses, yeah. 
they have some offensive weapons that can give that we know now that can give you trouble. Here's the thing: you just compared, you know, Stafford, Bortles, whatever, Patriots or, or the Lions. Patriots. Okay, the more elite team. But we coming, said, but we said Patriots or Jaguars last okay. week, and we. But this is different because this is a, an elite team in the New England Patriots, a superior head coach, a superior quarterback, superior team that's been dominant. I think history shows bouncing back after a loss. Patriots don't. It's rare. Of Brady. I'm not. Listen, they listen, don't go. Listen, they I'm don't not go back saying to back Patriots losses. are gonna go there. In You're playing devil's advocate. I'm just. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Hey, this defense needs some work. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, and Kenny Galloway are going to give Patriots some trouble. If the Patriots play any worse than they did today, obviously, yes, you're playing against much better, you know, talented options offensively in Detroit. But I can't see the offense, I mean, the defense, I'm sorry, and the secondary playing any worse than they did today. There's, you can't go, to, it was a bad defensive game. Blake Bortles damn near threw 400 yards on you. Blake Bortles. But we've seen we've seen this Patriots team go consecutive weeks where they let quarterbacks go, especially in the beginning of the season, where they let quarterbacks go off. If you if Patriots lose to Detroit, you it's 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 gonna it's gonna be a head scratcher. Still, week three, you lose the way you did to Jacksonville, you got your your ass kicked by Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And then you're gonna lose to Detroit, where again. Belichick is not going to step into that field and let Patricia do that. I just don't see it happening. My prediction, clear-cut, Patriots over the Detroit Lions, 27-14. I like that. 27-14. I like that. I'm not too confident in this Patriots defense. I got Patriots winning 34-24. Okay. All right. But when we coming back to this game, some of you guys know what time it is here. Mm -hmm. We get to the stars and sorry of this week two matchup between the Patriots and Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll start it off with the stars. You know, there's not many from the Patriots side, but there's one guy I would give a star to. And if you guys have stars and stars, please start rolling them in to the comments, into the chat so we can see. Um, but I'll give a star, one star of the game to Sony Michelle. All right. And the reason why I give it to Sony Michelle, first game of your professional career, okay. first time on the field, and you're going up against probably, if not the top defense in the league. You know, the stats, 10 carries, 34 yards, it doesn't look amazing. You know, he didn't come out like Saquon Barkley in his first game and do something crazy. But you know the Patriots are not really a run-heavy team. Right. But for what he did, you know, against this defense and being able to just be on the field and be a guy that obviously there's a lot of times Patriots were really turning to him to, you know, pick up yards, move the chains and whatnot. They turned to him a lot. And I say he he did a solid job in, in playing within his role and doing what he's expected to do. And obviously, it seems like from his play, he has a lot of potential. So I definitely give him a star of the game from his performance tonight. Nice, nice. Uh, Sony Michelle, I liked what I seen from him. I'm not mad at that star at all. I'm going to only give out one star, too, but to the opposition. It's not going to be Blake Bortles because he's all yak. 
yak right here before I ever give Blake Bortles a damn star. But you give it to the opposition. I said Blake Bortles, I ain't going to give it to him. But I'm going to give it to the opposition. You got to give credit to someone. Keenan Cole is my star of the game. The, that catch is nasty, Mike. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it's better than Odell's catch. But that catch was nasty. Pretty damn good. You, you catch it, and then you would think, you know, he would try to recover with two hands. There was a moment there where he had it all with one hand and pulled it in. It's, Top it, 10. Yeah, it's it's nasty. Against the Pats, unfortunately, nasty catch. But other than the catch, he balled. Yeah, he, he balled seven receptions, 116 yards, you know, one touchdown. If you play fantasy, he was a guy that you picked up knowing that Marquise Lee, you know, got hurt. And if you picked him up, you really benefit, you reap the benefits this week. Keenan Cole was nasty. So I'm going to give it to him. Okay, okay. And yeah, let me see what our stars we got a Brady. Stars honestly, Brady had an average game. I was talking to Marv about this before we went on the air. You know, Brady had an average game, it okay. wasn't bad. The fumble wasn't necessarily his fault. You know, the, the 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 offensive line collapsed, the pocket collapsed, and he got his arm tipped and whatnot. But other than that, Brady had an average game, so I can understand why you want to give him a star. You know, he did what he could to try to try to get his team back in it. But again, I think collectively as a team, it was just a sorry performance. Yeah, can't can't give Brady a star just because <laughs> it was an average, like you said, average game, 234 yards, two touchdowns. We've seen Brady do better. He had a Blake Borders game. And I even I'm even saying the two touchdowns might be a little bit too much for you. Better Blake wash your damn mouth. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Watch your damn mouth. Don't ever say that on YouTube again. I'm just telling you, man. I'm so sorry. Average stats for Brady. You better watch your mouth. Or some of the best games Blake Borders ever had in his life. That's all (laughs) I'm trying to say. Uh, But, yeah, a couple stars to give out. But when there's the good. There's the bad. And when you're bad, we tell you sorry. sorry. And I'm already seeing a sorry to somebody who I would always hope I never had to see a sorry for. But Dreamville. For life, says Brian Flores deserves a sorry. Woo! I agree. Sheesh. Guy's not even a defensive coordinator. Who's calling the place? Huh? Who's calling the place? Who's the defensive coordinator? Who's calling the place? Uh, you know, it's just it's just sad to see, like, I mean, Brian Flores and the defense go from what they did week one against offense that you probably thought was way more elite than the Jaguars, and then they just drop all the way down and let Bortles throw for 370-something yards. Is this the first back-to-back star then a sorry? I don't I don't remember ever – I don't recall ever seeing somebody be at the top of the mountain with a star and then drop the all the way league. to the basement with a sorry. I can't Jeez. recall it ever I don't happening. think we've done that before. This might be a first. This might be a first. Give it to him, Marv. <sighs> Brian Flores, on this show, we have to give you a sorry. I also want to give a sorry to special teams, the offense. There's just the co- the whole coaching staff. Why I want to give a special team? Why I want to give a sorry to special teams? That That play where you you design the punt to try to get the team to go offsides. You get them to go offside and you stay stagnant. 
Yeah. And Brady and Belichick let let them know about it too that they like, screwed up. The the plan was to get them to go outside. The person went outside and you stayed stagnant right there. Come on. That was huge right there. That was huge. The next play, they get the ball, they score touchdown, game over. Mm -hmm. So that's a sorry. Offense, offensive line, at the end, they couldn't, they were gassed out. They he, couldn't, man, they, they couldn't, they couldn't get it. Brady started getting hit around the fumble and defense. We already, we already spoke about that. So, you know, overall it wasn't a great game for the Patriots. And what makes it worse is you had you had all this trash talking. Oh, yeah. You had the whole Jalen Ramsey thing. So if you really want to win, it's not like Patriots. We can't just say, oh, Patriots, this game didn't mean nothing to the Pats. This game meant something to the Pats. Brady was on IG, you know, putting a lot of momentum into this game, too. So this game meant something, and they got they got smacked. They got smacked. So that's a sorry, man. That's a sorry. Jeez. It's a sorry. It's a rare occasion, but Patriots – Offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff. Some days, you know, the reality hurts. But New England Patriots get a big fat sorry. sorry. Hey guys, please forgive us. We don't do this often. We don't do this hey, often. But you people, win some, you lose some, but you live to fight another day. They agree with us. Though shout out to Dreamville. Shout out to Elijah. You know they they should they should have touched them. Yeah, should have touched. I them. mean, you just. You know, you know, it's those little things that Belichick probably, you know, harps on in practice. Those yeah. are the little things, you know, that you just if you want to be on the New England Patriots roster. It's those little things that you got to make sure you know you, what to do. Gaskowski missing a missing a field goal. Mm -hmm. Gaskowski not doing the kickoff how Belichick wanted it. You know, mm -hmm. those little tic tac things. This game was weird. This game was really was really weird. But it is what it is. Um, but again, you bounce back. You have a chance next week to get back to your winning ways when the Patriots take on the Detroit Lions in Detroit. If I was looking at the start time, I think it said 8.20. We're here, we here late. Sunday night? We're here late night. Sunday night, 8.20, Patriots, Lions, hmm. student versus the teacher. You know, it's a big game for Matt Patricia. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He probably not going to sugarcoat it. He probably will because he's going to stay humble. But Matt Patricia knows he wants to beat Belichick in the Patriots. But I just don't see it happening. Um, but like Marv said, we will be here late holding it down. Any final thoughts, my guy Marv? I think I said it. I think I said it all, man. You know, Patriots, this is not a game where you're concerned yet. You know, they lost. Right, they, lost. they lost. A lot of things they need to work on, but it wasn't to the point where you're just, oh, my God, what the hell's going on? It's the end of the era. This yeah. is what it is. Tom Brady, but no. Fell off the cliff. Hell no. Nah, not yet. Not, yet. No, no. not, not no Max Kellerman bull. But <laughs> relax. You know, we're good. Detroit. The schedule kind of cakes out for a little bit. It's kind of mm -hmm. pot. So rack up the wins. Work on things that you need to work on. You, you're saying Detroit shouldn't be no problem whatsoever. I don't believe so. so that's, that's all. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. With that being said, appreciate all the folks coming in, commenting, joining the conversation. For Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molino. This has been the CLNS Media Network's New England Patriots post-game show. We will see you guys. Wait, wait, wait. Mike, wait. They'll see us more often. Oh, we got something special. In Woo. Store. Okay. 
Be on the lookout. Again, Marvin is on and myself. We got something special in the kitchen cooking up as we speak. You guys will be seeing more of us if you enjoy our commentary, if you enjoy our analysis, the good conversations, the laughter, whatnot. We got something special coming up real soon. Uh, be on the lookout for that to drop. Uh, but with that being said, have a good night.